Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. Our Old Testament reading this morning is from Genesis chapter 2. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature, and the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is Ephesian. It is the one that flowed around the whole earth, the land of Havilah, where it, there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bedellium and ox stone are there. The name of the second river is Gion. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of the Cush. And the name of the third river is the Tigris, which flows east of the Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. This is the word of the Lord. If you'll join me in the middle of your bulletin for the catechetical review. The fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support, needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. The epistle reading today is from Romans chapter 6. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard of righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel for the eighth Sunday of Trinity from the Gospel of St. Mark, the eighth chapter. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowds, because they are, have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answer him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said, he said to, to these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. It was miraculous. Before God acted, there was emptiness and nothing. So he spoke. By the word of the Lord, everything that was made was brought into existence. That is, except man. Man was not spoken into existence, but was formed by the Lord out of the dust of the earth, as a potter forms his clay. He opened his hand and provided that which was needed for man, namely, his body. However, as a body without breath, man was not alive. In order to live, man needed God to give of himself. So God breathed into the formed dust his very own breath, his very own life. And only then did man become a living being. And not only had God given him life, but there was for the man everything needed to support his body and life. God planted Eden and put man in it. God made every tree that was pleasant to the sight and good for food to spring up. All that was good had been created and done by God. So undeservedly, man received everything as a free gift from God. In the same way, God continues his mighty and miraculous work of creation even today. We do not believe that God created the world and when he was finished on the sixth day, set it on a shelf and left it alone to its own devices. Rather, we believe that God continues to create, uphold, and sustain creation and life. Indeed, God's creation includes even you along with all creatures. The one who formed Adam from the dust of the earth formed you in the womb of your mother. He who breathed life into the dust and gave Adam his life gives you your body and soul, your eyes, ears, and all your members, your reason and all your senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives you clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, land, animals, and all that you have. 
His provision for you is not only rich in quantity, but daily in frequency. And all these things are what we call our daily bread. We do not earn or deserve these things. Rather, all that we have has been given to us as a pure gift. This should be obvious to us when we consider that God shows no partiality to whom daily bread is given. St. Matthew records, He makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Certainly, God gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. Because of his grace, his mercy, and his love for his creation. But man, indeed you and I, take advantage of this lavish generosity from God. Your members, your eyes, your ears, and all your senses, these things that God has given to you as gift, you present as slaves to impurity and lawlessness leading to more lawlessness. Instead of clapping to the Lord, your hands steal, taking for yourself that which the Lord has not given or desired for you. Rather than singing aloud songs of joy, your lips spread gossip. Things that you can neither confirm nor deny, but at least it ruins the reputation of that person who is on your last nerve. Rather than looking to the Lord in prayer and in the reading and study of his word, you look at your phone. Eyes search for images that will temporarily gratify a lustful heart. Fingers endlessly scroll. And then you lie to hide your own shame when your faults are discovered. The gifts from the hand of God, like your car, your home, your paycheck, your health, your spouse and your children, you think to be the just reward and even at times not nearly enough for your own work. I deserve it, you say. Pride, self-absorption, kill the humility that thanks God for the talents and abilities that he has graciously and lovingly given to you. Jealousy and covetousness, strength, silence, the joy and gratefulness that comes from knowing that all your needs have been provided for by the loving hand of your heavenly Father. The fruit and end of these things, this covetousness, this pride, and this self-absorption, leads to death and eternal suffering in hell. These are your wages, the just reward for what you have done. Man, you and I, left to our own devices, will only do and create that which is evil. And although you deserve this, it is not the Father's good pleasure to see you dead, eternally condemned and separated from him. Instead, he wishes to restore you to himself. Time and again, he demonstrates his loving compassion for those whom he has created, our gospel reading for this morning is one of those many instances wherein God shows his desire to provide and abundantly satisfy the needs for his creation. In the region of the Decapolis, the same one who created the heavens and the earth 
now incarnate in the very flesh which he had created, multiplied seven loaves of bread and a few fish, and with them fed thousands of people. It was miraculous. Before he acted, there was only the emptiness of the wilderness and the pangs of three days and three nights without food. So he spoke. And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. The works and work of man could never provide for this great need. 4,000 men cannot be fed with seven loaves of bread and a few fish by man's own devices. But the Lord is the one who opened his hand and satisfied for the great need. Not only were they satisfied, but there were seven baskets full of the broken pieces left over. Seven is the number of perfection and completion. It is the number of the Sabbath day, the number of rest and restoration. There was not barely enough. Rather, there was perfect and complete overabundance. Everything that was needed, indeed more than what was needed to support the body and life, was given that day. But the bread that they ate was perishable, and it was not long before their stomachs would growl again. The seven baskets full of fragments were all eventually eaten. The miracle of the feeding of the 4,000 is not simply the kind gesture that Christ did to feed some hungry people one day. Rather, it is a sign of the greater miracle that he would perform, which is the providing for the need of man's salvation. It was just as it was in the beginning. In order to rescue you from the emptiness of your death, your slavery to impurity, and the terror of damnation, on the cross, Christ again opened his hands and satisfied the demands of the law. Moses records in Leviticus, it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. And the writer of the Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So there on the cross, our Lord's body was broken, and his blood, which is the blood of the covenant, was poured out to make atonement, to redeem and buy you back from all of your sins. In order to live eternally, man needed God to give of himself. So on the cross, your God gave up his dying breath so that you may live with him eternally in his name. All of your pride, your jealousy, gossip, slander, lust, and covetousness were put to death in the death of Christ. Undeservedly, you now receive faith, the forgiveness of sins, and eternal life as the free gifts of God in Christ Jesus. These benefits of his death are made yours by means of a new and better meal than that recorded in our gospel reading. St. Mark records the institution of that meal later in his gospel, 
using similar language found in the feeding of the 4,000 to connect these two feedings and eatings. St. Mark records, And as they were eating, he took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my, my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Faith hears these words and believes. To hear the word of Christ, the word made flesh, and to believe perfectly and completely satisfies your soul. In him alone is the forgiveness of sins. In him alone is everlasting life. Hear then, O dearly beloved, and believe. Eat to the full. He is the true bread, the living bread who came down from heaven. He took on flesh, and he suffered that flesh to be torn and pierced. He died for your sins, and on the greater third day he performed the greatest of all miracles. He took up his life again, that all who believe in him might have everlasting life. The same Christ who multiplied the loaves and fish and gave it to his disciples to give to the multitude, today works a greater miracle. Today he feeds more than just 4,000. He feeds the whole Christian church on earth with his body in with and under the bread and wine. You eat and drink and your sins are forgiven. Your faith is strengthened and preserved unto life everlasting. You meet Christ, the same Christ into whom you are baptized, the Christ who became man to redeem all men. You eat Christ, and the miracle is yours. You are filled with more than just bread. You are filled with Christ himself. He satisfies the desire of your soul, and in him you have perfect rest. He has compassion on you today. He gives you earthly blessings and your daily blessings of daily bread. More than these, he gives you heavenly blessings, his holy mysteries of salvation and eternal life with him. Having been thus fed and nourished with, in both body and soul, you are able to realize the abundance of the love of God in Christ Jesus that is for you. So now, in response to both of the temporal and eternal gifts of God, you receive your daily bread with thanksgiving. So, in thanksgiving, in humility, reverence, joy, love, and faith, Present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For slavery to righteousness within the bounds of God's Ten Commandments is true liberty and freedom. The Holy Spirit continues to, go, to call, gather, and enlighten us with his gifts, which are the knowledge and understanding of all that Christ Jesus has done to save you from both eternal condemnation, and separation from God. The end, or the completion of this sanctification, is eternal life, which has been earned by the work of Christ Jesus through his perfect life, his obedient death, and victorious resurrection. 
Indeed, God is the giver of every good and needful thing, both temporal and eternal. So clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord Most High is to be feared, because his never-failing providence orders all things in heaven and on earth. In the waters of holy baptism, he has put away from us all hurtful things. He has subdued the devil and the world under his nail-scarred feet. He alone reigns over the nations and sits on his holy throne. This day, he gives to you the forgiveness of all of your sins, eternal life, and salvation through the absolution, the reading and preaching of his holy word, and the giving of the imperishable food of his son's body and blood, these things which are needful and most profitable for us through Jesus Christ, his son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with him in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And the peace of God, which far surpasses all human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, now and to life everlasting. Amen.